Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. All right, crew. Did you know that you can use code PUREDOGTALK at EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders to receive $20 off? <laughs> I'm saving you 20 bucks, guys, off each Embark for Breeder kit you buy. Embark for Breeders dog DNA kits bring you the genetic results you need to create a best-in-show breeding program. Identify your puppy's genetic profiles before they go to their new homes, like I did, and give new owners peace of mind and useful genetic health information. Embark, creator of the highest-rated dog DNA tests on the market, offers the only genetic coefficient of inbreeding test available and easy-to-download OFA submission reports for breeders. Find out why thousands of breeders have trusted Embark to enhance their breeding program through screening for breed-specific genetic conditions, understanding traits, and identifying genetic diversity. To save on the most accurate, most comprehensive dog DNA kit, visit EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders, and don't forget this part, use code PUREDOGTALK to enjoy $20 off each kit in your order. That's EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders. And remember to use the code PUREDOGTALK. They're world-class scientists and veterinary geneticists are standing by. We're talking about clubs. And we're talking about how do we grow our clubs in this sport. And we're talking about all the great things about our clubs and all the challenging things about our clubs. And what I do not have any interest in doing is talking about how somebody was mean to me. Because it's happened to all of us. I've both been mean to and been mean to someone else. Okay? It's happened to all of us. What I want to talk about is how to have solutions. What are solutions? How do we fix things? Not complaining about what is solving for what could be. So we're here at the phenomenal Bonneville Basin Kennel Association Dog Show in Farmington, Utah. We have a lovely group of Pure Dog Talk patrons gathered together here to discuss this. And so what I want to do is talk about not only what we see, both as new folks and as experienced folks, but where do we find that sweet spot? Where's the meeting point? Right? There's the gatekeeping on this side and the I know everything on this side are killing our sport. And I'm not interested in discussing those two things. I want to talk about what's here in the middle. How do we bring this energy and this enthusiasm and this knowledge and experience together to make something good that grows instead of dying on the vine? That's what I want to talk about, you guys. So this is not the time to be shy. There will be no naming names. It's all anonymous as far as anybody is concerned. But I want to hear from people. I want you people to talk. I want you to talk about experiences you've had that were positive. That's what I'd really like to focus on. 
a negative experience is fine if it is couched in, this is what I would like to see done differently to not have that happen again. Okay? Is that good? All right. I have a phenomenal group of guests here ranging in age from, would you tell me? 13 to, we're not discussing it. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't telling you. We're nobody's saying, but there's a lot of good knowledge here. So let's get started. One of the things that I had brought to me by Terry James, actually, here at the dog show, is the idea of working locally. It was a really great, really great idea that he was talking about building up our kennel club, whatever it might be, in a local way. Go to all the local veterinarians, go to all the local feed stores, whatever. My kennel club does a similar kind of thing. And get their buy-in in your dog show. And this is an area where new members can often be super, super, super helpful. They've got contacts in the community. You live in the community. You know somebody at the feed store. You guys go to school. How hard would it be to put up a poster at your school to talk about the dog show? Is that something you could do? Okay. Somebody here knows somebody at the newspaper. At the newspaper, at the radio station. Call them up. Say, hey, have I got a great human interest story for you? Come see cute kids and puppies. Sell every newspaper you'll ever want to sell. Okay, I was a newspaper reporter. I'm telling you what sells. Cute kids and puppies? Sells newspapers. Get the media here. Get the media here talking about the great thing that dog shows are. It's a family event. My kids are here doing this instead of off doing something sketchy we don't want to talk about. Talk about the great opportunities for people in the community to see different breeds of dogs that they never would have seen. So those are things that I have seen my club very successfully incorporate new members to reach out to the community. So that's a really positive thing that I think that we can do. The other thing that I've personally seen in my club, Rogue Valley Kennel Club, is this teeny tiny little, I mean, we're talking, you think you're small? Trust me. <laughs> There's six of us on a good day. They have a continuing program, ongoing program, going into the schools and doing presentations and talking about animal safety. I used to do this when I went to college here in Salt Lake City. I worked for the Salt Lake County Animal Control, and I went to every school in Salt Lake County and gave presentations on animal safety and animal care. That is something the Cow Club can do. That is something that takes a huge chunk out of PETA's hind end. All of the things that we do as purebred dog owners in our club, from our club, to the community, gifts to the community. Like, I give you a gift of coming here and I talk about this stuff. You take that gift and you give it to the community. Those are things that I have found to be positive. All right, go. We used to go do presentations at school all the time. I'll admit now we have slowed that down because we're not as involved with the schools. But it is a very big thing you need to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Schools are where it starts. And so when I started the Good Dog Pod, right? So those of you who are familiar with Pure Dog Talk, I started the Good Dog Pod. Part of why I did that is because I said I had been preaching to the choir. We're the choir, you guys. I've been preaching to the choir for a long time, and I wanted to get out of church and stand on the sidewalk and yell from a megaphone 
to the average person out there on the sidewalk that thinks everyone in this ring is satanic and should be shot because we breed dogs. And the only way that that conversation will ever change is if we do it. The new thing I've heard, and it's come out this way on Facebook and the other places, is calling ourselves conservation breeders. Right. And that is so important because the public has no idea what every dog is bred for. And so if you're breeding dogs, you're overpopulating the world. But we are conserving what these dogs have done and can still do for us. Anyone who has ever heard pure dog talk, purebred dogs are history and they are art. And they are our conduit mm -hmm. to the past and to the future. They represent a place in time, a people, a thing that you did, whether you killed vermin or chased raccoons or herded sheep or it, pulled carts. Heber has the sheep herding thing every year. I'm really remiss. I've said every year I'd love to go there. I go south for the winter. I've not ever made it there. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, one of these days when we land here, I'm going to take the time to go up there. But we all should. We should support them. We should let people know it's out there. Go watch it and enjoy it because watching those dogs work is phenomenal. It is amazing. It is truly. Watching a good stock dog work will make the hair raise up on the back of your neck. Mm -hmm. I grew up in southern Oregon with legit stock dogs. They weren't purebred anything. They were just <laughs> regular old stock dogs. And they were uncanny. But that's all of the things that we can do that support something that isn't in our comfort zone. Pomeranians don't have a lot to do with stock dogs. But this idea of we are stronger together. Yes. Karma, do you have some thoughts? On growing a kennel club? Yes. On all club things. You know, I would just say the day I had today... Okay, let's let's couch it gently. <laughs> okay, everybody should understand there was a windstorm. There's been a lot of hairy, scary things going on today. Karma's had a rough day. If we could just remember to be human beings with each other. Could you just say that louder? Could you, like, really sit up and, like, say that out loud? I'm not kidding. No, I'm serious. If we could remember that we're all human, we're all trying our very best, if someone accidentally does something that might hurt your feelings, they didn't do it on purpose. Be kind. Say, oh, okay, and go about your business. Every moment in time is not drama, and everybody's trying to do their best. I'm just so frustrated with the way we treat each other. If you're parked illegally and the parking people ask you to move, don't call them a bad name and get after them and then come right Maybe move. Maybe move your car the first time or the second time or don't go park illegally a third time. You know, all that stuff, just be kind to each other. It's just been a frustrating... It has. And that. here's the thing that I say on a regular basis. Okay, you guys. Society is what society is. Dog shows are a teeny tiny microcosm of society. All the good maybe even more than its fair share of the good, and all the bad, and definitely a little bit more than a fair share of the bad. We are in a group of people, and it happens every day everywhere else, where sportsmanship is key. And you have to remember that when you walk in the ring, you're getting that judge's opinion that day. And if she doesn't pick you or he doesn't pick you, 
and your little cute dog that you love with all your heart, there's always tomorrow. And there's no reason to kick something on your way out or yell throw at them. Throw your ribbon away. Or throw your ribbons away. I mean, if you're mad, fine. Throw it away when you get home. But don't do it on the dog show grounds. It's not appropriate. Okay, yeah. I've got a comment back here. Come on, Trish, give me your thoughts. You're going to have to speak up, okay? Every I... single person that is at a dog show is doing something out of their norm. Their norm three hours a week. This is an extra. It is a gift. Treat everyone with respect and kindness. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe you're having a bad day, but recognize your gift. I think that that is absolutely beautiful because our dogs are our gifts to us. And if we could only give the humans in our world the grace and the kindness and the forgiveness that our dogs give us every single day. Be more like your dog. Always. My answer to everything, always be more like your dog. (laughs) Every single time. If you don't like it, sniff it and scratch the grass over, pee on it, and walk away. <laughs> and walk away. And the walk away is a super important part of that. Mm-hmm. Back to the schools thing. Something that we did with the schools is I live in a really small town. And so we were having a specialty at our local kennel club. And so what I did is I went to the teachers at the school and I asked them if they wanted to help make our trophies. Love that. And so it was a Valentine's theme specialty. And so what I bought was like these plain boxes that I was going to fill with good things. And so the idea was the kids decorated the boxes. And it was so awesome because, first of all, they got really into it and they were way better than I ever expected. They were unique. So the exhibitors were really excited. And there was a little thing on the inside that said, this box lovingly made by Mrs. Beck's first grade class. I am dying. I am literally dying. I love this so much. And then I had a graphics designer friend make a flyer about the dog show to pass out at school because then they were engaged because they made trophies for the dog show before they even went. So then, of course, they want their parents to take them to the dog show. I am telling you, this is Hosanna on high. I'm having a religious experience here. I'm not kidding. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. Pure Dog Talk is proudly sponsored by Trupanion, medical insurance for pets. With over $1 billion, with a B, in claims paid, Trupanion has you covered. Whether you're a dedicated breeder, a loving owner, or both, Trupanion is also the first pet insurance provider to offer a special breeding rider that you can add to your coverage. That way, you know your dogs are covered from common health concerns associated with breeding and whelping, like emergency C-sections, for example. Learn more about all of the perks that Trupanion offers breeders by following the link on my partner page at puredogtalk.com. Go, Veronica. ACC has their canine ambassador program. They have waiting for you to go into the school and talk to kids. They yes. have curriculum. Bring your dog to hang out with the kids for an afternoon. Your dog is full certificate to hang on your wall. And you need just a CGC to do that, if yeah, I understand correctly. I did not know that. Easy. But they provide all of the materials. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to get it. 
So first I met with the teachers and they made, you know, they got started. And then when the kids were done or in the middle, I did bring my dog to the classroom so that they could all meet her too. Okay. So here's a thing that I pitch all the time. And I think this is something that kids, teachers, school people miss the point. Greater Swiss Mountain Dog. Our entire curriculum for today is about Switzerland. And it's about carts. And it's about mountains and milk and the people who lived in the Alps. You learn geography. You learn history. You learn science. You learn an amazing entire curriculum based on this freedom dog. And here's the dog, right? Because the kids, all they care about is a cute dog, right? Like when I did the here in Salt Lake City and I, if y'all grew up in Salt Lake City, you probably saw me once before in another life because I went to every school in Salt Lake County. I'm not kidding. K through 12 from 10 kids in a kindergarten class to a school assembly of 1200. And I had a clumber spaniel. Yay. I did that I took with me and a legless lizard and a few other horrible things. <laughs> but the idea was to talk to kids and talk to kids about animals and get that interaction. And I'm telling you, this was the kids' best part of the day. I mean, how much would you like to come pet a clumber spaniel? Yeah, way better than the legless lizard, I'm just saying, but you know. But it was a huge hit and these kids were very engaged and were able to take away that knowledge. And so I believe that one of the best things that we can do as a club, growing our club with new people is to engage in the community. Absolutely 110%. So what about Responsible Dog Ownership Day? Because RDO, fabulous. Every club is supposed to do one, right? It's strongly encouraged by the American Kill Club, yes. I'm not sure about, like, because I joined an all-breed club for the mm -hmm. first time a few years ago, mm -hmm. and we do one every year, and it's a big part of our planning. You know, we plan our show, we plan this RDO day, yep. and then we plan other things that we do. Mm -hmm. And so ours is very well attended, mm -hmm. and our club serves an area that's kind of a more poor area. Mm -hmm. Probably not very many people have a purebred dog. If they do have a dog, it's probably a pit mix dog. And I was kind of skeptical of like who shows up in our agricultural Central Valley California community for a day like this. And it's very well attended. It's very well enjoyed. And we have fun doing it. And Salt Lake, I do know, and this was many years ago when my kids were little, that we had a dog day at the mall. And we would have, we, did, we yeah, would get breed. different breeds and line them up, and it was a meet the breed. Yeah, and we meet actually the kind of went to the malls, and they would let us set up and do right. it. Right. The meet the breeds that AKC is doing now is a great thing that they're trying to do. They're making it into a big production, but you can do it on a lot smaller level. So within the club, so let's talk about that for a minute. Within the club, you come up and you say, I've got this great idea. And great Aunt Betty, who's been running that club for the last 50 years, says, honey, we did that 30 years ago, and it was stupid then, and it's stupid now. Because I guarantee you that's been done. Yeah. I am not making that up. This is not a pretend. This has happened. Yes. To somebody somewhere. Oh, yeah. What's our answer? Speak to me. 
How do we answer that? If it's your passion and it's something you can do, run with it. Because maybe Betty did it. Tell me, Betty, didn't like I'm going to do it anyway. But what that doesn't that? mean that you couldn't get a group together to do it, right. and that it wouldn't be good for the community. Okay. I, I agree with that. Oh. Karma, go. I agree with that. We did our wonderful junior show mm-hmm. show showcase. That was so amazing, listeners. I'm telling you, check this out. It was incredible. Yeah, and it was actually we brought it up to the club, and we had a prospective new member say. You know, her kids are in juniors, and she's like, I'll do that. So it was so easy for the club to say, great, you're in charge. And and so if you have a good idea, don't just bring up an idea and expect the club to do it. Yes. If you have a great idea, think it through, bring it off, and then follow through and be the one that makes it work. That's the Follow through. Right. And be the one that makes that work. Yes. Then us old timers are more apt to say, oh, hey, that is a good idea. It's a great idea. If you're going to do it, that is a great idea. (laughs) That's how I always thought of it. I'm like, oh, you can do it better? Here you go. (laughs) But I do think that karma makes an incredibly good point. Absolutely valid. You have a great idea, and if you go to the club and say, hey, this is a great idea. You guys should do this. Clubs can be like, <laughs> aren't you pretty? If you come to the club and say, hey, guys, I've got this amazing idea, and I've got this entire, here's my six-page plan and my staff, and this is how I'm going to manage it, and this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to make you money while I'm at it, clubs be like, all right, go for it. But it's not costing me anything, and you're going to do it all the work? Beautiful, go for it. Well, and it might be they need a little help from the club as far as a little more right. personnel. Right. You can, you That's can, manageable. It's manageable. Uh, my point is if you have a great idea, and many people do have great ideas, and what was a great idea 20 years ago that didn't work now with a little bit of a twist to it probably could be a very good idea. And just great Aunt Betty's like, Ugh. you know, she's got like sticker shock from the last time. So be aware of that. Be understanding of the fact that people, there may be, there's some bad blood back there. Oh, you want to do what? Oh, right. And they like flash back to some horrible thing. (laughs) I mean, this is a reality. And so the important part is to not be great aunt Betty screaming horrible things at people and not be so, what's the right word to say? Naive? I mean, I don't mean to be unkind, but that's kind of what it is to understand that there is history and that you probably do have a great idea and I would love to hear it, but I would love to hear how you're going to make it happen because there's four of us putting on the entire flipping dog show and if you're going to try and give me more work, I'm probably not excited. You know, I think that embracing the volunteers is an answer to how the clubs can thrive and continue to exist Mm -hmm. and I see from my first dog show club I ever joined when I was 26 with my first dog and I was really into pack dog hiking and I'd been on a ton of them as a participant so I volunteered to lead one and I led it and then afterwards I got chewed out in front of a bunch of people for some aspect of it that wasn't explained to me so then that put a bad taste in my mouth and then when you volunteer to do other things you know sometimes your volunteerism is embraced and accepted and supported and sometimes clubs say they want volunteers 
Like they publish in the thing, we need more volunteers for these things. But then when you volunteer for that, they're like, well, you can't do that. And so then for my own self, I have dabbled in different clubs, either as members or tried to volunteer mm -hmm. or did mm -hmm. do things. Mm -hmm. And where I find myself putting my energy. Right. Is, I want to hear what's your positive. Yeah. What, what has I been have, successful? So I'm a member of an all breed club now that embraces volunteers. So somebody likes the rat hunting barn and barn hunt, hunt yep. mm -hmm. and they want to have it in the club like great. And like you said, they still were the leader of right. it, organized right. it, found the instructor, the venue, but people supported them. Someone else likes fast cats. So we're doing fast cat right. this month. We're doing a handling seminar. And so in this, we invite people to volunteer with us. Mm -hmm. It's inviting people to work. Mm -hmm. You are inviting people to work. The all breed club that I'm on is one of the clubs that does Wolfstock. Mm -hmm. We work our butts oh, off yeah. at that show. Trust me, Wolfstock is a is and a thing. That's kind of a ticket into being into our club is if you're willing to come and work for five days, it's a four day show, but there's also setup. If you're willing to come and work, get up early in the morning and drive around and put things at rings, take food to judges, make food in the kitchen, then you're embraced as a worker and we're gonna also embrace these ideas and then we do all these fun things and I can't have a rat barn hunt by myself. I can't just say, oh, I'm going to have a barn hunt. But if I'm working together with eight or 12 other people that want to support what people, and then I go to their thing, you know, like I'm not that into, we did scent work, right. you know, so I see a real difference in that club right now. And I know that when I participate, I'm listened to. Okay. People care if I really want to do the thing, the junior showmanship seminar, mm -hmm. then they will let me do it. They'll help. Mm -hmm. And if they have feedback, like we have club members of every age in our mm -hmm. club that I'm in. I don't know what the youngest is. It's in their 20s. Mm -hmm. And then we have 80-year-old members that have been members for a long time. Everyone listens to each other. We all do it together. So mutual respect. I think what I'm hearing a lot of is mutual respect. And I can tell you... From my own perspective, I have been a member of my National Breed Club for a very long time. I'm not going to date myself. <laughs> okay, 100 years. Oh, 100 years. Not quite. Since 1996? Does that tell you anything? I've done everything there is to do. I've been the president. I've been the all the stuff. And I can tell you me. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me. I've been at this a very long time. I have a very thick skin. But when I am disrespected, I find myself not very motivated. And I find myself not very motivated to, oh, wait, renew my dues that I've been paying since 1996. And I have done everything in that club. And you want to give me that? That's a pop for you. Be kind. Yes. Yeah. Be um, kind. Give grace. These are important things. One of the things we could do, and we all travel to dog shows, we go other places, pay attention to what events they have going on, and think about, will that work in my area, and how can we incorporate it there? Because we all need to be working on trying to do more in our community for education. Because, yeah, our dog show world is going to die if we take don't. Take the great things you see. I saw a thing a number of years ago. It was the coolest thing. It was an East Coast club that made what they called a junior's closet. I'm like, I am taking that, and I am running with it. And I started it from PHA, 
and I donated my entire house to housing thousands of outfits that were donated by the community and were given to the junior showmanship kids. That was an amazing project. I loved that project. That was a giving back project that I saw somebody else do that I thought was fabulous. I love this project that your club did, Karma, the red carpet juniors thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Take what you see that you love. Woofstock's costumes. How can you incorporate that into your club? Can you do something like that? Can you bring an education component? Can you bring whatever it is? Some of the UKC stuff. Some of my favorite stuff is what UKC has brought. You know, the total dog contest, but it's the dog diving and the barn hunt and the scent work and all that stuff. All the things that we can do and finding people to do them. Veronica. I will just say, as a rare breed dog owner, a very easy way to get people engaged in your club and coming is to offer those open shows. It's open shows! But it offers so much to the dog community and we all appreciate it. And all those people that participate in the open show are expecting that their dog's going to get out of miscellaneous and it's going to get in the regular. And so we're building the club from the FSS people and the miscellaneous people, which I think is amazing. Okay, Alexandra, you're the only one who hasn't said anything. I need to give you a place to speak. Well, I was actually just thinking I'd tack onto that, offering Owner Handled, National Owner Handled Series. There's a lot of breed clubs that still don't offer it mm -hmm. at their specialty shows. I think that's a huge miss. That's a big, big opportunity. Maybe offering more bread bike groups. Bread bike groups. I love bread bike groups. That's my favorite. Bring in the puppy class. Puppies. Four to six. Beginner puppy. Four to six. Well, I'm really noticing a lack of matches and it makes me oh. so sad. Oh. Because Have a fun match for God's yeah. sake, people! <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I cannot show a dog in four to six. Yeah. How am I going to train my puppy? Just because I'm a professional handler once upon a time doesn't mean I don't need to train my puppy at a participation thing. I cannot participate in four to six. I cannot because I was a professional handler. No professional handler can participate in four to six. Not even my assistant can participate in four to six. We need to have the matches back. Fun matches. I think fun matches, well, owner handle, you know, all these other red dye, all these things make it fun. Yes. And fun. Wait, fun? Oh my god, what? Bring fun question. back to dog shows? How many of you guys are from Salt Lake? Yeah. Okay, we don't have a lot. But I'm going to let you know something you may or may not know about. We have, in the past, had a club called Dog Fanciers. And what Dog Fanciers did at the time when it was big, which was about 20 years ago, was it monitored the news so that if there was any dog legislation, we could fight it if it was bad for us. They also organized the fun matches for the different clubs. And each club was not required, but asked to have a member come twice a year, once in November and once in January. And in November, they picked a date to have a fun match for their club to make money. And in January, they went and picked up the calendar with all the dates on it that the club put together. And it was a small club because it really only had officers. I was the president one year. I've been the secretary. And that club here in Utah still exists. 
But all the other clubs are ignoring us now, and they don't come anymore. So it's like we all have our all-breed club or our specialty club, but in addition, we say, hey, let's work together to have exactly. this fun match deal. And, you know, right. let's agree on a fun right. match calendar. At fun one match time, was, yeah. it was our way to communicate <clears throat> with all the other clubs. And it's fallen away. Mm -hmm. And I really miss that because at that time we were working together better. And I'd really like to see that come back. So I really wish more of you were here from Utah so I could say that. But you might take it to your area and see if your clubs would be willing to work together. All right. Okay, you guys, we're starting to reach the end of our time limit. I'm hearing some things. I'm hearing give grace. I'm hearing kindness. I'm hearing be willing to volunteer your time, not just give other people's bright ideas. I'm hearing, oh, wait for it. We're not curing world peace. It's a dog show. Let's be nice to each other. Mutual respect, participation, support. Working in the community, building locally, communication. There's 10, I just counted them out. And fun. Oh wait, that was a have fun too? Oh my gosh. That's 11, now I'm out of time, so I don't know what to do with that. All right, you guys, anything else as we close out our conversation for the evening? Thanks for coming, making us talk to each other. Talk to each other? Oh my God. <laughs> wait, what? There's pure dog talking? I'll All be right. listening. I'm going to find you. All right. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Thank you. All right, crew. Let's share the love, shall we? Episode 500 is, oh my God, rapidly approaching. <laughs> and I was searching for inspiration on what to talk about in this episode. And I decided that there is nothing more inspiring to me than the stories you guys have shared about Pure Dog Talk and its impact in your lives. So, it's decided. We're having a contest! What, what, what? Write your story for me to share on air as part of our historic number 500 celebration episode. All submissions will be judged by a panel of celebrity listeners. Judges will select three stories to be included in part or in entirety in the episode. Well, there's something you don't see every day. Episode 500 will air on October 25th. Deadline for story entries is October 1st. Submissions should be sent to Laura at puredogtalk.com. I can't wait to share the love. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our Dog Show Superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers Desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk. 